podcast. My name is Blair Sinta. All right, this week we have Nikki Hustinks. Hustinks. I'm totally butchering his name, no doubt. Um, I met Nikki online uh, through Instagram. I just found that he was doing super cool stuff, uh, making amazing drum sounds. Um, turns out he's using a lot, a lot of Ableton, and he's doing it in the studio and he's doing it live. Um, so he's got a lot of pretty cool information of, of how he's doing this live. Um, he tours and records with the band Fink, um, which I've been a fan of for a long time. And uh, admittedly, um, I didn't know there was a change at some point in there, um, but that comes out right away. Uh, but regardless, um, he's doing super cool stuff. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a great listen. Uh, he's a super cool guy. Um, uh, my big announcement this week is that I've decided on a date for my next live six-week drum recording expert class. It's going to start on Tuesday, April 19th. Uh, last time it was offered on a Friday. This time I'm going to do it on a Tuesday, thinking that uh, this might be a better day for drummers in general, uh, especially some people on the other side of the ocean, um, not having it be on a Friday night. Okay, so April 19th six weeks to recovering a recording becoming a recording expert is going to start okay uh two hours of class time each week for six weeks taking you from drums through miking eq compression business side of things um uh, we go pretty deep so first class finished a few weeks ago i'm gonna get it up and run it again details are available on my website all right, without delay, except me speaking, let's go listen to uh, my chat with Nikki. All right, take care, everybody. Well, that, that's that's a good question, actually, because it probably is not me. I'm th I'm uh, guessing because really? if it's well, if it's one of the older records, uh, it's I've I have played on the last two records, um, and there uh, Tim Thornton is his name, and that's like uh, Fink is originally a trio. Okay. Um, and like their first, I'd say four or five albums, uh, that's that's just the trio basically. And then the last couple of records, they ventured out and got some guest musicians in. All right. Um, Hard believer. Uh, Hard believer. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm not on. So that oh, all yeah. the kudos, all the kudos oh, go to Tim. You know what? Oh, it, does, it doesn't matter because I found you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm still uh, you know very much in love with those songs and also the way you know Tim played on those. It's uh, it's always amazing to work with you know with an artist or a band that you really uh, that you really like whose music you really admire. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The so, better. So with the things that you're doing at home. And the, and the reason, I mean, I, you know, I, we found each other through Instagram, right? And like, yeah, you know, you stood out to me because I, well, first of all, I like your aesthetic a lot, like your tone, your tone choices, um, your, your playing, obviously, um, you know, I saw that you played with Fink and are you like, are you a lot, are you able to bring a lot of like what you do seem to do at home and creatively to, into this? into that situation in particular? Uh, yeah, well, very much so. Um, I've been kind of lucky, I guess, um, in the respect that most people I play with, they kind of let me do my thing. Um, so for instance, with Fink, um, uh, yeah, like 
the, the thing is, I started playing with, with Finn, uh, the lead singer, uh, in a different project. Um, and then I did, I did a tour with him. And, and then he was like, dude, you want to join us on our big tour um, and be the second drummer? Because Fink, you know, like I told you, it's, it's a trio. Okay. It's, uh, it's bass, uh, bass drums and, uh, and uh, Finn on vocals and guitar. Uh, and then we had another guitarist and the second drummer, and that, that would actually imply or, or mean that I would uh, I would play certain songs, Tim would do certain songs, a couple of songs we arranged for two drums. Okay. Um, and also I did some electronics. It's a thing I, I quite like doing also live. Okay. Um, and in that respect, they were just like, you know, whatever idea you have, let's idea you have, let's just uh, see how it goes. And uh, and I, what I like doing live with electronics, for instance, is to kind of takes some risk so i'd rather if it's possible and if it's you know if the context is right not like a big pop artist or whatever i i'd rather make a loop live mm -hmm. um either with a mic on a drum or some electronics that i have uh, you know loaded up previously okay. i'd rather make a loop than just play back an entire track yes and and finn heard me do it and he was like ah fuck it i love it dude just go ahead so i would just for one particular track i would like every night construct this beat live and just you know tinker with it okay uh with my midi controller in so that's a, an ableton? ableton yeah yeah so cool. that, yeah that's like an example of uh having complete freedom and, and for the rest of the tracks me and tim kind of worked out you know what needed to be played uh uh together which was like a really i mean to be honest He's, he's probably one of the most like selfless drummers I've ever met because okay. uh, with Fink in particular, that, that that's like his band and he is the drummer. Right. And then there's this other dude from the Netherlands who is going to join the tour for like three fucking months. I was like, hi, <laughs> even in the studio, I, I drove to London to join him for a couple of days to just wow. track some, uh, some songs. And he was so welcoming and so, you know, so lovely. It was really, yeah, amazing to be able to join those guys. Wow, that's, that's like... Uh being very comfortable with your, you know, with your ego. That's amazing. Yeah. But that, that would go for all, all the guys in the band. They're just amazing. Uh, like they're pretty selfless and very still, you know, I mean, I still laugh at this thing where, um, like even Finn, he was literally loading up, uh, after the show, uh, until like the last tour, he would like put on gloves and like, okay, let's get this fucking trailer wow. loaded. When our tour manager was like, you know, dude, we have like 55 shows left to go. Maybe you should just lay off on this and, you know, right. just chill in the in the bus right now. Yeah, because if, if you smash a finger, <laughs> we're done. He, he almost sm smashed a toe uh, when the like the, the sort of loading thing came down almost on it. And he was like, yeah, this might not be the smartest idea. <laughs> Let's, you just be the singer, dude. <laughs> um, tell me about your process of, of getting into looping with Ableton and for how you do it and you know, how you got into it and things like that. Um, you know, the thing is, I've always had this, uh, this idea of, uh, uh, that I should be able to sort of in a relaxed way, record whatever you do, be it on a stage or in a studio, just an acoustic source and then just fuck it up with cool glitchy sounding, I don't know, like Aphex twin, like, uh, yeah. uh, sounds and, um, and then I don't know, like six, seven years ago, I joined this band and it was just all electronics. And for me, it was like, a, yeah, I was like, okay, now I have to find out how to actually utilize all this software. And I just bought some things and just plugged right. a mic into an interface. Yep. Um, 
and that, yeah, you know, you learn about latency, you learn about all these things that really influence your playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I basically just started screwing around with like delays and reverbs, uh, you know, like add a button that reverses the sample, uh, see which like granular delays work best on, you know, uh, on a clip he just recorded and just fool around with it live. Um, and that's the thing mainly, I think, with the whole Ableton thing is that if you you just need to dive into it and, and take risks and take the risks uh, live on stage. Mm. Uh, and the more you do it, it's like, you know, with any, I really view it as an instrument, like with any instrument, you kind of, you get used to it and you get used to the fact that it responds in a certain way. Mm. Uh, and also that you, that you know, okay, this, this particular chain of uh, devices always works. It never lets me down. Yeah. Uh, and if you get comfortable with that, then you can, yeah, you can basically, well, yeah, do whatever, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've done, I still do like if there's a part on a record, say, uh, where the, uh, the couple of mics are filtered, like band pasts for like, uh, like eight bars, you can actually program that and have, have it band passed or, uh, have like rhythmical delays in the, in the song that you can trigger with a pad and turn on and off and, and even, uh, verbs on a snare, like one big verb or whatever. Okay. Uh, you know, if you get comfortable using that, you can just do it and i do and it's it's fucking amazing so because it's okay we're gonna go deep fast i love this <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry for that <laughs> no this is great this is great because like right now my brain is spinning like you know good I, here's the thing i i love having like analog pedals because i love that the um the textural part of it i always forget the word the tactile part of having yeah. knobs and things like that yeah I feel like what you're saying to me is your MIDI controller you've set up so you have those options. Exactly that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be. You know, it's then it's just <laughs> into the you know uh, binary void. It's like oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. You, you need to have yeah you need to have stuff to press. You need to have pads to hit. Yep. Always. So yeah. what is what is your MIDI controller that you like? Um. Or mainly. Cup- okay. Well. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, the, I, I I use a launch pad basically because it's very simple and it has a shitload of buttons. Yeah. Um, so you can either, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah, that's yeah. You know, the thing is that you always have like, uh, you know, with most or a couple of bands I play with, we work with backing tracks or electronics. So I need to have a button for each song we play, like a preset button. Okay. So say there's like 16 buttons you uh, you need to have, and then. Uh, you know, there's some buttons for, you know, effects on and off and maybe for like, you know, sometimes there's a song with a count in, sometimes there's a song that starts like right on the, on the first beat. Mm-hmm. Um, but by far my favorite, uh, MIDI controller, and this has become a running gag in, uh, in, in Weave, all one of the bands I play with, uh, okay. I've been playing with for a long time is, uh, it's a thing called a MIDI fighter twister. And it's like a 16 button rotary encoder thing. Okay. And that's just. Uh, you, you just can you can you can buy it and you won't have any regrets it's just an amazing thing it's also you can push it you can turn it uh you can have, add your own colors to it like led colors do you have one sitting near you uh yeah well i can take it off my board wait okay Let's see. 
So it's this thing. Oh, yes. Oh, look at that. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to show the guys in the band that I'm actually. <laughs> they're, gonna, uh, they're gonna love this. Why do uh, they think it's janky as shit or something? Or like... no, no, no. The, the thing is, like, here it's with all the colors. The okay. thing is, it's it's a genuinely, genuinely uh, uh, fantastic device. But the only thing is that we like we've all like everyone has one. Oh, because, I see. Okay. And that's like a particular band where uh, it's very much uh, like it's electronic music. So there needs to be a lot of flexibility. Yep. Um, but this thing is just, it's, it's the shit. But we've, we've said it so many times, it's become a running gag. But um, I can advise anyone, <laughs> anyone getting, you know, dabbling in music production, <laughs> get okay. one of these. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Anyway. Um, so do you have, okay, so a couple questions regard to going down this rabbit hole. One, you obviously have to work with your uh, monitor guy and or front of house guy with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me how that works. You, you know, they're, they're going to run the, the, like in a live situation, they're going to run their mics to you first yeah, and, and then out to them. So they're, you're going to have a certain amount of control. Yeah. They're, they're kind of giving up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the, you, uh, th that's the thing you need to have a, you have, you need to have a good social understanding with your front house person. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you need to, you, you need to gain their trust. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you, yeah, uh, you know, if if you trust your system and you know how it works, then you can really get away with a lot of things. Sure. Uh, so if you have like a couple of production days before a tour, uh, you can just try stuff out. Um, so yeah, and th that control is the thing they uh, give over to you basically. But to be honest, like for instance, there's this one song uh, in a set which on the record has a very distorted overhead sound. Okay. Um, and I was like in rehearsal, I was like, so let's just put a devil lock on the mono overhead. Sure. And it sounded really fucking amazing. Um, and then we tried that in the, uh, in the venue and okay. you know, that's the thing we tweak, like every show we do, that's one of the presets we go through, like, because it, you know, it tends to be very feedback if you, yeah, okay. so it's, it's, it, it really comes very, uh, it's a very delicate thing. Sure. Um, but if you work as a team and if like our sound guy is, is really a, a band member basically, and we all want the same thing. We want to have the, the, like the baddest sounding live experience we can possibly conjure up. Yep. Um, and if this is part of it and also, you know, working with the filters and with the delays and whatever, uh, that really adds to the sort of live, uh, feel of something that's being made on stage at that very moment, instead of it being backing track. Yep. Um, so that, to us, that's really important. And, uh, and I really like, you know, I like the fact that it could potentially go wrong because that's life. Sure. You know, you, happy, you can happy accident. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and to be honest, like, uh, it, it hasn't, it, it's, it's gone right most of the times, but like when I really started out using that stuff live, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've learned a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that particular version was very distorted tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been, you know, I'm working on that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. It was exactly so, the way. <laughs> right. So, so are you running all drum mics through this for, in a live setting? This, um, or just a, just a couple? Yeah, just a couple because you know you you can get you get really crazy, but uh, to be honest, like I found that for live, uh, like a kick snare head overhead, uh, those four mics were 
the ones that really had the most effect if if i would use those sure okay i mean i like the, the toms and like snare bottom really wasn't that much of a i mean if you do like a specifically tom uh invested part then it might make sense right but that, like a kick snare uh hi-hat and overhead those four mics okay um and if you especially now like with the, the new macbooks but even like the one I still use that's six years old, you, uh, it's fast enough. It's like it's fast enough to have so little latency that it's not discernible for me, at least as a player. I think yep. it's personal, but yeah. Uh, so you can literally you can run it through Ableton, and then and then you have to find out you know what effects can I actually put on this track before I start noticing any lag or latency. Ah, uh, um, yes, right. I mean that's it's all of it's it's like uh yeah you know it's. It can be a bit hit or miss, but also it's, I mean, some of it is science. Some of it is just, okay, let's try this. Yeah. Does it work? Oh, hell yeah, this works. Yeah, yeah. Use the it. Sound, the sound toy stuff is pretty light in uh, in processing, I, I find. Yeah, some yeah. some of it is. And, and like, it, it really depends. Like uh, some native plugins from Ableton, they sound amazing and they're like really, really low latency and others, uh, you know, especially with verbs, you have to really pay attention to, to not put too much of those in there. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you have a particular session. It's funny. It's funny. This is so recording based, but we're talking about live performance. So it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, yeah. So you we have can get a, to recording too, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all ties together. So mm -hmm. for a second, I thought you were drinking a beer, and I was like, "Fuck yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude. I, I wish I had one, but I uh, I, I forgot that I'm I'm all sober here. I'm, I'm okay. Doing a podcast. Oh okay. my god. I feel like uh, I feel like we should be sitting like somewhere in Holland having a beer, like talking about this shit, you know? Oh, dude, you have no idea. I've, the, the, everything's been closed here for like now uh, three, four weeks now. It's, it's we're in lockdown still. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And uh, all the bars have been. I mean, I, I I don't even remember the last time I was in a in an I actual mean, proper bar. I, it's, <laughs> it's fucked up. Things are not locked down here, but I'm I'm in a personal personal lockdown anyway so i feel you yeah yeah so uh, let's let's do let's do so somewhere in 2025 <laughs> sounds good right on okay so do you have so do you have one particular ableton session set up for the whole gig yep and then okay and then with this what's the box called again the MIDI uh controller? Oh, the, the, the midi fighter twister it's called midi fighter but, um Okay, so you yeah. know you know which knobs to go to, like you know one knob is the overhead with the devil lock, another is the hi hat with a delay or whatever. How how do you map? Yeah, that? well, it's actually even simpler. There, there's like manual control. Uh, I I use a couple of more. I can show uh, show you a picture because like my interface is there and I can can't pick it up, but I have a picture of the stuff I use the other controllers. But like here you can see. Uh, well, for instance, there's verb, delay. Yep. So this is the length of the verb. Okay. Uh, oh. This is this this freezes the verb. Okay. Um, and, and any then, mic, any mic can go to that channel, that that plugin. Yeah, specifically for this, I have any mic except the kick mic, um, because some of the you know the because it's low and it gets a bit cloudy, especially if you okay. verb it up. Sure. Yeah, especially um, in a big space, right? Exactly. So the mainly the 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 effects there are just sends that open up on the three other channels so they will open up to a verb or a delay um okay if you like if you put like a pitch shifter on a certain channel you can also do that for instance uh and how do you, um, how, do you how are you opening it just manually on 
Ableton, like a bypass? Uh, well, yeah, just you can in Ableton, you can just uh, assign any uh, any switch, any MIDI controller uh, knob to uh, opening a send. So it's just one push, it's open, one push, is, uh, and then it's closed again. Oh, I see. So on that knob, you push or... That, that's, what, that's what you could do, exactly. And also, um, I have a couple of pads, uh, and I've kind of stopped using uh, an SPD. I just have a couple of, they're called Bob pads. Keith McMillan makes them. They're like very lightweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even with those because they uh, they're basically like a uh, uh, like a MIDI keyboard. So if you uh, in that respect, it's not a piezo element. So you can if you uh, if you hit it with a stick and you keep your stick on it, it keeps transmitting the MIDI note. So you can like if you hit your stick on it and you keep it there, then it opens the it keeps the uh, the send open. If you take your stick off again, uh, it closes again. It's so that's weird, man. I literally saw that on Instagram this morning, but maybe it was you, the bop pad okay. thing. Because I was like, what is that thing? That's cool. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I use them all the time because okay. it's it's an amazing piece of kit because it's like it's super, super thin. You can just throw it in any bag. And to be honest, I've been using them. I mean, I've had yeah a little issue. Well, I've been using them like on tour for four years and I've had the same two ones and they're still wow. holding up. Oh wow! Uh, they're just very well built. Um, it's funny, like in their in their video, I think it's even on their website. It's like the, the most American thing ever. They drive a <laughs> a pickup over <laughs> over the things. <laughs> this is yeah. So it's quality. Yeah. <laughs> the things that America is known for. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I can't, but, I can't uh, disagree, but yeah. Right. Well. And uh, j- j- just a, a last thing about the effects and stuff. I mean, what what I found is that you have to. It's nice to have a lot of options, uh, but also it's nice to make it as easy as possible in a live setting. So yeah. all of this stuff takes a bit of like uh, brain CPU to to to, yeah. to prepare. Of course. Uh, but if you have like uh, you know, I have one button for every uh, song, one preset. If I push that button, then everything I need to have changed changes. Okay, so that in and hence that was my question. One one session, that yeah. scare the whole set. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, and that's I mean, and to be honest, um, yeah, I've, I've I've had you know some people they see the setup and they think, well, it's so complex, and it is complex. But on the other hand, like I say, it's you just sit behind your kit, as if you would normally. Yeah. You press this one button, and then. A couple of things change, uh, you know. Sometimes I control something on the laptop of the other guy in the band, or, oh, wow. or maybe my 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 kick mic sometimes mutes uh, because, like, if I just play an electronic pedal, the kick, it, it, you know, wants it feedback or whatever. And our technician or our front of house guy was like, "Yo, well, I don't have to mute it if you can automate it." Oh wow, that's you know, that's stuff you could do, you know. And like I said, you can go as crazy as you want, yeah, uh, and you can make it as easy as you want for yourself as well. I love the options. I just, I just love it. I mean, I'm really looking forward to our next tour because there's going to be a lot of new songs to play and a lot of new stuff to, you know, to figure out. Yeah, it's going to be nice. You guys tour throughout Europe. Um, Yeah, well, with uh, with Fink, we did a lot of Europe mainly, Um, and with We've All, that's the band I was talking about. Uh, That's a lot of Europe as well, and uh, we've played a lot in. uh, Yeah, we had. We'll probably play uh, some some Asian shows as well. We did a lot of Istanbul shows in, in Turkey and some US dates as well, but that's going to be a duo thing first. I'm hoping towards the end of the year or 
maybe the start of next year but we'll uh, we'll do like a band a uh, little band tour there yeah okay. wow cool yeah okay so with this rig do you bring your kind of live rig back to your studio and use it similarly like things that i see you do like online are you is this basically what you're doing <clears throat> uh more or less um my my current rig is also sort of the heart of my studio rig, but that's the thing I'm going to change up because it's uh well I'm doing so much studio stuff now, it's going to it's becoming a bit of a, of a nuisance because okay my, like my rig is basically my uh my Apollo interface uh built into a rack with a, with some MIDI controls on top okay uh, and it's very portable and I you know I fly all over the all over Europe with it oh wow um, yeah yeah it's 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 I mean it's amazing it's it's really sturdy. Oh, wait, your 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 like rig that you use on all live shows, you fly with it? Uh, well, it depends. If if it's this particular band, I, I mean, you know, luckily there's still some bands I just count off and I sit behind a pharaoh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, acoustic drums and that's just it. But um, if there's electronics involved, I usually just you know, it's like one big pally case and it wow. uh, has everything. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. It's all pretty right. bulletproof. Uh, knock on well wood. What's yeah, this yeah. is wood. Right, I got some wood over here. I got <laughs> it. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, amazing, man. Okay, so but okay, so when you record it in your space right here, and this is yeah. your house, your garage, your uh, this is uh, well, it's my studio space. It's actually um, it's a it's a place uh, like twenty minutes outside of Utrecht uh, in the Netherlands, and okay. it's a collective. So there's like thirty five other producers uh musicians cool. singers whatever over here yeah it's Wonderful. really nice man i would love a space like that man where there you know you can you know take a 10 minute break and talk to some other musicians outside your door it, that, that's to be honest i mean i used that my, my previous studio was a bit more secluded in the in this in this in the city mm -hmm. uh, but that exactly what you just said is the thing that i really love like i tend to get in like a sort of bubble Mm -hmm. And if you step outside and, you know, you meet someone in the kitchen or, or outside and, and there's like, oh, there's other human beings here doing the same thing. Yeah. This actually makes sense. Right. And then I get inspired again, you know, but yeah. you have your studio, your studio is, I, I think it's uh, at your house or some, yeah. someplace yeah. else. It, yeah. My house is about 20 feet from me. And then this mm -hmm. is the garage that I converted. Yeah. And it is, it's incredibly convenient because I have, you know, my, my, family life is like right there and then i can just hop back and forth that's ideal yeah it's it's very awesome and other times you know you want to yeah, yeah you know so <laughs> i i i totally understand yeah I'm but not sure, i'm not sure there's a perfect union but you know yeah, yeah. it's it's always a th i don't know like i used to have my studio like when i really started out with you know producing my own stuff like years ago, a couple of years ago, I, I, I even had like, my, like literally the, the bedroom set up and it also has, you know, some advantages, but I, I quite like that. Uh, I have to travel for a bit to get here. It really, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's very, it's very serene mm. and you can't see it, but like, I, I look, I have a couple of windows here and I just, uh, during the day I, I look out on this little field and then sometimes, you know, some, you know, there's, there's some sheep or whatever. It's really nice. That's amazing. That's yeah. cool. Wow. It's quite special. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you're recording into Pro Tools in your studio? I mean, sorry, uh, Ableton, I meant to say? Uh, yeah, well, I, 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 it kind of depends. I, uh, I used to do uh, Pro Tools and Logic a lot, but to be honest, uh, I've been so uh, happy with and so fast with Ableton. Okay. Uh, and since the latest version, um, they have fixed the one big issue, which is take folders. 
um okay so you, you can actually uh yeah you have like uh, or like playlists and pro tools so they integrated that into ableton which makes it very easy to do like you know five takes of something and okay um, make a comp if need be okay um so i mainly i mainly mainly use ableton and you know there's a couple of friends of mine in uh, in weevil they they've uh they they have like allegedly there's a sort of sound difference, but it really comes down if you it comes down to mixing. Okay. Uh, there's there's a padding thing uh, apparently that's that's different uh, in Ableton uh, from uh, from Logic or from uh, Pro Tools, yep. but just recording and then uh, subsequently getting well not even getting crazy, but being sort of sometimes I just have a really fast idea and I just want to like do something really fast and with Ableton that's just so incredibly easy yeah it's like uh I don't know it just, it just really gets me to my idea as fast as possible and I love that okay it's you know it's interesting because you know years ago you know I was using Pro Tools Logic and Ableton uh-huh eventually I cut out Logic because my brain was scrambled with trying to remember like on the key I, like what to do I so, I so understand yeah um, and I was definitely, I've always, I've been biased a long time toward Pro Tools just sonically compared yeah. to Ableton. Um, I will say maybe it's time for me to kind of, you know, reassess because, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that like, you know, it's, it may, possibly it's improved or it's different or maybe just skill wise, you know, especially for me, like maybe I know what I'm doing more than I did 10 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, kind of working on my own like project, Sonic project. And it seems like for what I'm trying to do, going that route and just having those options inside Ableton could be a super cool route. Dude, I, 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 I mean, especially you, you do like so much, you know, I have the idea that you do many, many records uh, at your place, right? Yes. Or yeah. so possibly the, the majority of your recordings is in your, in your space. Uh, so like, there's a couple of things that Ableton just uh, really nailed with, like for instance, a, th a thing as simple as um, uh, an LFO plugin that you can just map to anything in the program. Okay. Uh, so say you have a, uh, I don't know, uh, you have a plugin that has a function that's really really cool, yeah. And and you would have to, you, you would like to sort of, you, you just find yourself like using your mouse to tweak these things and just put it up randomly and put it down again and just put an LFO with like a random uh, waveform on that particular parameter and then, and it's done. And you create uh, like uh, organic movement and and that's really, really easy to do, even with a plugin that does, doesn't have that function uh, incorporated because it can do it with any plugin that you load, like literally any plugin. Right. Uh, and that kind of uh, freedom, I don't know, it's just you have this idea and you, like 19 out of 20 times you can immediately get that idea to yeah. work sonically. And then if you go if you go into like a mixing, situa mixing situation, I've had like a good friend of mine, also an amazing drummer, Mark uh, Schilders, he's called, he's also a producer and um, he uh, he's really fond of this program called Luna. He works with uh, UAD uh, hardware and I, I do as well. Mm -hmm. And I've mixed something in Luna and I was like, yeah, this really does sound quite impressive. So th there's, you know, on the, on the, 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 you know, at the end of the, of the road, when it comes to mixing, then Ableton might not be the very best. Although I've, you know, I've also had some really good results. It's just, 
I, you should you should totally try it and 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 not like for an hour but try it a couple of times and see right. what you get yeah right. i'm really curious what you what you think of it well i think for me you know if 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 i went down this road and i'm i'm like i said i'm inspired to check it out i think it would be like a very personal thing mm -hmm. you know and it wouldn't it wouldn't be like hey somebody sends me some tracks and i'm going to switch over to ableton and do it i think it would mm -hmm. be like these this is my experimentation i'm going to go down this rabbit hole for a while and, and, of course, yeah. You know, but you know that's and not put the pressure of like you know the commercial work into that environment. You know, no. Uh, to be honest, that's not what I necessarily do. Uh, I even record like you know I do some you know more commercial work as well. I guess we all do. That's that's just the uh, part of the dynamic of of this type of job. But um, uh, yeah, even that, even just like old school tracking a pair of like uh you know 60s ludwigs or whatever you can yeah. also do it in that program without any real hassle but you know having said that pro tools has its uh you know advantages as well and also if you if you if, you, if you've been using pro tools for a long time i can understand you want to keep doing that it's just comfort zone stuff but uh are you so if you do something more commercial yeah um and you, but you do maybe there's there's a room there's room in that project for some kind of uh you know effects or kind of interesting sonic things are yeah. you rendering those sounds all into uh you know what you're sending or or will you separate it somehow like hey say hey this is an option of some cool shit that i did but you don't yeah. have to use it are you doing that with ableton and and how are you doing that if if you are um well, if I do such a thing, and it hap quite hap uh, happens quite often, I, I usually just uh, yeah. It depends on how I get get to the. Sometimes, like a sound is really cool, or like a loop is really cool, and it it turns out it's it's just a stereo track because it all kind of sort of convolves into this really cool sounding thing, and then there's no option to separate anything. Okay. Uh, and sometimes it's um, you know, it's it's uh, if. If it, yeah, if at all possible, I would I would uh, at least keep the low and the high separated. So like kicks uh, and high sounding whatever it is, I will send it on separate tracks. Yep. Um, uh, but also, you know, the thing is like sometimes uh, or more often than not, a, a sound really uh, uh, gels quite well because you put like I don't know. Um, I love this this Studer A eight hundred plugin. Um, it's like a, a, a tape emulation. And if, if you crank it, if you put that like on the on the drum bus or on the beat uh, uh, drum bus or whatever, that's like the entire thing that makes it sound as crunchy as it does. Right. And then sometimes I'd be inclined to say, okay, here's the you know here's the the clean thing, here's the the process thing. But I think the process thing sounds f fine. So you know you can use that. Or obviously, it, 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 you know sometimes you, you give the option. The option is there, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, do do you do you send a lot of uh, uh, pro, uh, like processed sounds, or do you usually just sound the the clean stuff? That's what I always do, like usually. But, um, yeah, yeah. And I figured out a system with bussing and things like that where I'm I'm able to send them separately nine times out of ten. And I yeah. and you know I'll I'll uh, specifically explain, hey, the you know the reverb on the snare or or the delay you're hearing or whatever. Uh, I'm going to send that to you, but you can also totally just get rid of it and make your own or not use it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I want to try to give those options because that's what's often 
otherwise it's just you know like oh cool there there are some normal ass drums that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that no one else that everyone else could do except here's this other thing that i thought of that's you know yeah it's me yeah and and that is the the thing i must say i i uh i think i enjoy most and funny enough i mean i've had things uh I've record I've record for for uh, Finn quite a lot uh, the, the the singer in uh, Fink uh, because Finn does a lot of production work um, besides uh, besides uh, Fink mm -hmm. and he's a bit um, I don't know he can be a bit chaotic and I am you know chaotic myself so it happens that he's like uh, dude can you just uh, send me over uh, you know a, a beat for this particular track I'm working on. Uh, but I need to. Uh, I'm I'm gone by five, and and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I I have to I have to leave in like literally forty minutes. So what is it that you need? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit needs to be a bit crunk crunk bin kind of sound. And he just sent me this one particular uh, uh, like reference track, and I was like, okay, I guess I could do this. I literally had like forty minutes. Yeah. Um. So like the earlier that week, I've 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 been trying to sort of do a, a crunk bin type. Like really, really sort of heavily, uh, super compact with uh, like um, a transient designer. So like, they just make it as as snappy and compact and and soft as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I ended up sending him like over this track he was producing, sending him like a stereo track, pretty heavily uh, limited, uh, pretty heavily uh, uh, processed. I thought it sounded really nice, and I didn't hear from him for a couple of days. I was like, dude, are you fine? He said. Yeah, I just I just fucking chucked it in there. It's amazing. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's just a stereo track. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fine. <laughs> okay, right, right. I mean, it, that that also works. Some, I mean, that's you know, it's a, an exception. Uh, maybe he was just lazy. I don't know. But uh, anyway, oh, it had probably uh, had vibe, and it and like he said, it. Yeah, it, it, if it, it inspires, it's 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 cool. Like, I think exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If it inspires, yeah. Um, man, I just listened to some of your solo stuff like you know oh you did this morning oh it's amazing thanks man fucking great it's really cool i had no idea you were doing that and uh first are you writing the lyrics and everything too yeah like, yeah yeah that, that's, that's my, the the dogma is that i have to do everything myself <laughs> cool yeah um it's really great man is that so that's all ableton the plugins the sounds the keyboard sounds everything that's all ableton or what is what's happening uh let let me think uh yeah i think probably most of it is all in the box it's all plugins yeah all soft synths and um i used to have one more dogma for my own little uh project which was uh i didn't want to play drums because i found it quite difficult to think of drum parts for my own uh, uh songs so uh, the, the and I you know I've just have a couple of songs out. I mean I'm not like a prolific artist or whatever, but uh, but for the last track I actually played some drums and the first two I just programmed beats with. I, I like making beats with just random shit I have laying around and just yeah you know tweaking it into something. I think ah oh, this is a nice sound. Um, just you know the most random objects basically. Yeah, that but, was but yeah my, that was one of my questions because. Well, one of them definitely had drums, but there were definitely like sampled sounds that it sounds like they were your sounds. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, you know, the thing is you, you can, uh, I, I don't really use splice myself. I, I think I might like it if I do, but um, 
I kind of like, and it's not very efficient, I think, but I kind of like the idea of having a blank slate whenever you start something. Um, and even if that means uh, uh, recording a type of sound you know again, but I kind of like sure. have, if it like needs to be a, a crunchy snare or a, like a clappy kind of thing, I just look around where, because I have like a lot of small percussion, but also things like, I don't know, like a paper cup or whatever. And that's what I always do also with uh, uh, with other people I work with that come here to to work on songs with me. Uh, if it's like a production thing, I, I like just making the thing in the room at that moment yep. um, because it, it, it makes it more visceral. And it also, uh, like I said, it would be more efficient to have like a huge sample bank, uh, but it's cool to just make the sound on the spot. And that's what I usually do because it inspires. And also it's even the notion of it being a, like 1% different from the other sound Right. recorded last week uh, and the fact that it's for this particular song really makes it feel uh unique on that moment you know so to me that's quite sort of it works i totally understand that i do the i do the exact same thing it's like oh uh, really okay well sometimes for me it's like it takes longer to look for the sample because if you kind of know what the sound is like like yeah the physical object yeah, it takes longer to literally go through. Like, is that it? Well, that's close, but the attack is not quite right. Okay, there. Uh, now the decay is not there, and you could tweak that. Blah blah blah. But in reality, if you kind of know what it might be physically or something in your room, you know, and you know that that drum or that paper cup has those particular properties already. Yeah. Then just throw a mic on it and do it, and you know, it could be the same amount of time. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah, and also there's the joy of having uh, created something new again. You huh. know, even if it's sort of the same thing. Right. Uh, I I quite like that. Yeah. Do you take but the time cool. to put those sounds into your own library anyway? <clears throat> well, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole many... other step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's many things in my uh, in my life that that I I, I could be <laughs> sorting out better. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean to I, go down that hole, man, but it's cool. <laughs> no, 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 that's just, <laughs> no, I, I, that wasn't as deep sounding as it might have, but uh, no, all, all I'm saying, I'm, you know, I'm just happy I have some drums on the shelf, you know, that to me, that feels, <laughs> that, that feels like very, very organized. Um, I hear, I hear. No, no, yeah, yeah, I, actually, it's the thing I've been thinking about because like, uh, like in the first lockdown periods uh, of COVID, I I, uh, I was inspired by a good friend of mine, Misha, who did like, he was like, oh, fuck this, I'm just going to do another drum beat every day and put it uh, up for grabs. And I um, I did the same thing, but like with, with some loops. So I made like a couple of videos of me just, you know, because I didn't have any anything else to do. Yep. Um, so I, I thought about putting those in like a sample pack. And a lot of people are doing that now. Um, I might do it or even like for my own reference do it but i i don't know it's just like i just said i kind of like the inefficient way uh, of going about it and create something new yeah uh whenever you know it needs to be there one one thing i was just messing with was was in my own thing was like recording and then um or like you know playing recording mm -hmm. and then taking the same kit you know just hitting one shots of those putting them in affecting them a bit so but they're literally the same instruments but affected slightly differently but then programming against it with the with the same instruments and it, it created some uh some pretty cool things that i kind of didn't expect you know what i mean because you think well why would you use the same sample 
as mm-hmm. the one you just played. That, that's a good question. Yeah. But they come out differently because they are then sampled, you know. And then, and uh, when you say slightly affected, you mean like uh, pitched or like delayed or distorted or all, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. I, I kind of do that sometimes by like uh, uh, that's the thing Ableton does quite easy as well because the algorithm for uh, pitch shifting is, is very fast and it's, if you find the right algorithm you have a couple of ones you can choose from and they sound very good uh-huh. um, it's just getting one more if you uh, like uh, say you have like kick snare overhead and a room mic and then when you take the room mic and uh, transpose that an octave down mm. so it, it is you can just hear it's like the same sound family because like every transient is on in the spot where it should be or like every hit but you can hear there's something sort of off Mm -hmm. but also it adds like a like a shitload of vibe to it it's just amazing yeah Um, especially like a symbol like you pitch a symbol down an octave like there you go yeah (laughs) yeah there's things going on in the background but like and it really is it's 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 a it's a different kind of glue than uh, limiting or compressing or distorting would do but it's right it's also it's also glue i don't know uh, I kind of like that kind of uh, thing as well, yeah. Yeah. But actually, th- I'm gonna try that. There's actually a very good uh, way of going about it, making some samples and screwing them up and reintroducing in uh, into the same uh, in the same beat you took them from. Yeah. 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 It's. I mean, whatever. It's just another. Yeah. <laughs> it's another of, idea. Yeah. One of a thousand. Yeah. Um. It's. I was I was looking through all this stuff this morning, and one of the things it's funny <clears> that I had messaged you like I don't know who knows six months or a year ago. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, what's that thing? And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, so I was just looking at a couple of videos this morning. Yeah. Same thing went into my head, and I was like, I wonder what that sound is. And then I was just looking through the comments, and I literally had written you, and I was like, what is that? Oh, amazing. <laughs> But you said it was yeah. just sticks that you had like rolled up on a stand. Yeah, I, I can I can get it. Yeah. Um. That's it. It's just it's not really rocket science. It's basically just uh, like an L rod, <laughs> and then it kind of yeah. If you there's like I think it's some there's some foam in between. Uh huh. It it really needs to sit in the right position, otherwise it doesn't sound like anything. But if you get it right, it kind of sort of sort of a really high pitched clap. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I put like a delay on this, or I, you know, right. you, like you usually screwed it up. Yeah. Hold it up. Hold it up to the camera really quick. Turn it sideways. Amazing. That's it's some janky ass shit. So you just sawed some sticks <laughs> in half? Yeah, basically. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> It's great. Oh yeah, I remember. And then, uh, luckily, the this particular uh, L rod has like a little hole uh-huh. right here, so the tie wrap can go through the little hole and keep uh-huh. the sticks in place, which is amazing. So otherwise, they would be you know flying all over the place. Right. So it's it's well, it's relatively solid for a DIY crappy yeah whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a unique sound, you know. It's a unique acoustic sound. Yeah, it's and it's. The, the fun, yeah, it's it, it is, and it's also. I mean, it's not, you know, you you can't apply it to every track, but it's just the thing is, if you put something like this in your setup, you'll just play it, and then something is just a little bit weirder than when you just play the rim of your snare drum or whatever. Yeah. Uh, short acoustic sound you you have in your kit. Yeah, it inspires. It definitely inspires a feeling or a vibe or something. 
yeah and you know and even if you like use like hot rods or the like dem sticks i have a couple of those like really like they're like sort of thick i don't even know what it is like bamboo or something this american dude makes them uh-huh uh and if you play those this thing with those then you have like the the added acoustic of the stick it's just you know uh another source and it makes you think of you know playing something a, a, just a tad bit different right right yeah. right options yeah many of them yeah um is this your is this kind of a standard setup for you the the stereo coals overhead that i see yeah yeah it's um i usually have them set up like this i i uh, when i first got the coals i had, had them like uh sort of more over like to the left and to the right space pair but, yeah exactly but this sort of what well, x what it's not even x y it's more of a yeah sort of close to each other overhead situation <laughs> right it's uh, I, i'm not even sure if it's uh it, there used to be uh uh the, like the exact uh same amount of distance from the snare oh, okay. but um i think i've changed it out a bit too much uh so yeah but they usually are there it's also useful for doing like quick percussion overdubs yes um and obviously, if I you know if I record uh, an EP or an album or a couple of songs, uh, I check everything. If everything's in phase, if everything sounds cool, yep. especially you know the distance to the snare, that's an important thing. But um, it works. And and funny enough, this room, it's not huge, but it's 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 actually pretty it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to you know step up studio wise eventually, but for now, it's just it's really perfect for what I do. Are you competing sonically with other people in that space or are you kind of, is that not an issue? Uh, you mean if there's any bleed from other rooms? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is, okay. <laughs> there is, but it's funny because, uh, this, uh, this wing of this, uh, of the building is the, the drummer's wing. Uh, so there's a couple of, uh, that of sounds louder like a people. bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> smells really bad too. I right. know, uh, but it's. <laughs> No, it's 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 manageable. The thing is, like, we're a bit of a collective, so everyone kind of, uh, you know, does their own thing, but also has a lot of respect for each other. So, for instance, it's a funny thing. Like, um, I usually play quite softly. Sometimes I play a bit louder. I've really found that there, uh, if if there's a sort of slight rumble in the distance from some other drums, mm. you know, I one would think, okay, that's completely. Uh, uh, uh undoable i cannot record like this but if you just if you pay attention to the recording like really close attention uh sometimes it's if it's in indis- if it's you know indiscernible that there it might be something in the background right. then it's usable um and i'm not saying i like <laughs> having the drums of you know bram my colleague on my uh, tracks but it, it's funny because if the, the whole collective vibe really uh i don't know I thought it couldn't be possible, but if you don't hear it, you don't hear it. That's that's just basically it. Even if you just you know limit it. Uh, obviously, if you're singing uh, and there's drums in the background, that's that's really fucked up. That kind of an issue, yeah. Yeah, and you know, but, but people respect each other. It's like you know, tomorrow I'm gonna have uh, you know a vocal session from ten to two. Uh, could you please shut the fuck up? And they're like, I will. Right. So it's all cool. So people still like yeah. will do that in in the Netherlands. They'll like listen to each other and be respectful. <laughs> well, there's one thing we as a <laughs> as a people don't really do very well. That's listen to what anyone tells them. But uh, uh-huh. over here we have a <laughs> we have a special breed. Yeah. Well, we're all musicians. We're all fucked anyway. So right. right. <laughs> we're all we're all on the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go back to your recording a little bit. Your your tunes. Um, yeah. Do you find that like? Um, I guess so. It sounds like you're writing for the song purposes because you say it's it's sometimes it's hard to find to write write beats to mm-hmm. your own songs, right? So you're thinking yeah. you're thinking song wise. You're thinking like this is this is not this is not my drummer brain. That's coming secondary. Very much so. Yeah, and to be honest, it, it's been quite a uh, it's been an interesting experience because. Like, I started playing drums when I was really, really young. Like when I, I think I first played when I was five, and I was in a band when I was six. Uh, and not like, like all you know, just all all fun. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But I, it's a thing I've been doing for a long time. So I, I've had this sort of thing with drums for my entire life, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, uh, since I've been really uh making music myself as in making songs and being uh you know uh involved with production i'm I'm producing like my my first entire album now with this singer it's funny how how your uh your sort of like you say your drummer brain uh gets a different seat in the in the vehicle you know Hmm. it's like i i am content now sometimes with a beat that i played um that is like extremely sparse that I like 15 years ago or like when I was like studying uh, that time, I would have thought, yeah, but this is not, uh, this is not interesting enough. Right. There needs to be more of you. How can people, you need, (laughs) there's only so, you know, you have like three minutes and you have to let the world know that this is you playing this particular beat. And uh, I'm, to be honest, I find it very, uh, 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 sort of, it's like a it's a, a weight I've shed in in a certain respects. Like this, is what the song it doesn't need anything. It just needs uh you know a light symbol, or it just needs a very corny boom plop boom boom plop whatever. Then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the thing that really helped me. Uh, I don't know, like be very happy with really really playing what the song needs. It's a bit of a cliche, but uh. Sure. Yeah. It's a cliche. It's a cliche because it's true. That's that's it. Yeah, it must. Be. How has that evolved for you? Like your your drummer mind from say when you were like eighteen towards uh, where you are now. Sure. I mean, um, I mean, I think it's similar. Yeah. I mean, yes. So it's. I'm just trying. I'm trying to like think about my process so yeah i went to school and i studied jazz Mm -hmm. and i was way into fusion like way Mm -hmm. into it you know Uh and i and i still listen to it actually and i i actually still practice that stuff like 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 i'll listen to vinnie kaliuta and i'll be like Mm -hmm. god damn i still want to be able to play somewhat like that it's just Mm -hmm. that no one ever hears it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah 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 (laughs) uh so but I, I also started, you know, I've probably told this story on the podcast before, though, but like, so my first tour was in 1999, like long, kind of long tour, nine months in a van with an artist. And I bought a guitar while I was on the road and started learning. That's a long tour. Yeah. And um, frankly, by the end of that tour, I was kind of over playing drums. Like I had this kind of strange thing where I was like, I'm kind of, 
I need a break, you know? Mm-hmm. And I spent a year and a half trying to learn how to write lyrics, trying to learn how to sing, trying to learn how to write songs. And I had to Digio 2, it was my first recording thing. And I, mm-hmm. I have, there's like a seven song EP that exists, you know, in zeros and ones. Um, in cyberspace, it's floating around. Yeah. And, and that was it, man. Like that, like I was, it's not that it took that to turn my brain off from like playing ghost notes and things, but mm-hmm. it definitely helped. It helped for me to like start to listen outside. Yeah. You know, um, and to like, to dive into like Elvis Costello and try oh, yeah. to affect lyrically what's happening and then try to try to do that. And he's like definitely the wrong guy to go to when you're trying to learn how to write lyrics because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh it's, my like God. it's like listening to Vinnie Caliuta and going like, oh, now I'm going to play drums. It's like, no, right? But um, <laughs> Exactly. But, oh my God, yeah. But, you know, it's like, okay, listening to words, like what is the you know, meaning of the song, things like that. And like, mm-hmm. though, I think that was a, just a really watershed time for me. Yeah. To think about feel, think about personality inside simplicity. Yeah. Things like that. And um and it's never really changed for me. So I I listen very differently. I definitely listen to drummy stuff and I like you know, drummy stuff. Mhm. I would say, you know, 90% of my work is not that, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I like to have that facility in me, but man, I hardly ever use it outside of like literally fucking around in there, you know? Yeah. But you, you, you do need that facility though to, uh, I don't know, to, that, that's sort of the, the engine underneath. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, expression. Needs, it's like, I be, yeah, I yeah. want to be able to like, you know, fake my Tony Williams shit or whatever. But, exactly. But I've yeah, also yeah. learned, I've also learned, you know, somewhat through producers, somewhat through singers or whatever, like, like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, there, there, there's definitely moments you must have those two where, where, uh, I mean, then there's pretty scarce, but where, you know, somebody says, you know, just let it rip, just, just go fucking nuts on this particular part or, or just do one more take and do whatever, uh, do whatever comes to mind. Uh, it just springs to mind that funny enough that uh, the, actually the, the moment I, I, I met uh, Finn, mm-hmm. uh, he was producing this record by a Dutch artist I still play with. And there was one one take that ended up being the take on the record where he was like, literally like that, just just go fucking berserk. Just, just and to me, I was pretty, I was like, you, you can't put this on the record, man. It's just fucking... <laughs> right are you kidding yeah uh so that that's like an extreme example i guess but uh yeah but usually it's it's just like you say you just have to yeah everything that you know that goes out you know goes on underneath all the intricate playing all the all the technicality i think it, it really all bundles up into being able to play like a concise groove it's it all should be there but but I love that, to be honest. I love the fact that, you know, that you're able to, I don't know, have like, uh, like a beautiful song and just lay down a beat. And it's, you know, if you have some nice mics and some nice, you know, a nice interface, some nice preamps, it's just, it's just there. Yeah. And then, and, and, and you're happy. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, this is the moment where we. I'm not going to say anything. We're just going to reflect on what you just Life. said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking in cliches. I mean, but obviously, yeah, it's. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, for, I think most drummers, at least that I know, you know, they're the reason. The reason they play drums is because, like the the thing that attracted them initially, mm -hmm. was. You know, there's something very energetic about playing drums. Um, and, you know, those those things that sometimes grab you early on, whether it's like David Garibaldi or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, whatever, like the, whoever plays for like Dreamy Theater or something or Neil Peart or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Course, yeah. Those things draw you in and that's why you, your brain... You know, whatever happened to you and me when we were kids, we we're like, yeah, that, <laughs> whatever went wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I don't think most drummers wake up, you know, and go like, oh man, that guy that played, like that's why I want to play drums. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. That's not usually the way it goes. You know, that that that, that is very true. That there there's some weird spark that 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 you know that starts it all, and it's usually I don't know. Yeah. I, just thinking of what the first thing first thing was i do the only thing i'm just thinking about like it's two of the two of my like i think biggest inspirations uh, jim keltner and matt chamberlain mm -hmm. uh they they kind of managed to and especially jim keltner because he's like a master in uh like playing very little and then he would he, he suddenly adds this sort of crazy little fill and it's just it's it's like proper crazy it's like yeah what? <laughs> what are you doing yeah and and he and he kind of uh you know gets away with putting that there because the rest is so like sturdy and concise and exactly what it should be mm -hmm. he kind of creates some leeway to sort of you know take a really weird left and then get back on track mm -hmm. and and to me that's like the biggest inspiration ever yeah, uh, because it and Matt Chamberlain does the same thing. He kind of he leaves intact exactly that what needs to be there, and then and there's some sound or some weird thing or a weird roll or he just you know switches uh, something around where you think, holy shit, that's fucking amazing, and still it leaves the the track is intact, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and and that's basically what I always just try to be like <laughs> those guys and yeah. never succeed, and, and there you are. I don't know, dude. I think you're, I, you know, I wouldn't, you know, say that. I wouldn't say that. I think, I think, I think you're, uh, you got a pretty cool, you got a pretty cool signature thing happening. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing to hear, dude. I just, I'm, 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 you know. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm just fucking about basically. Yeah. Yeah. In a musical way. I tried to. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, man, I hope that uh, I actually hope that I get to hang with you over there at some point. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be a fucking amazing. Yeah. If you make it here, great. But I, I'd actually, it's been a long time since I've been back to the Netherlands or Holland or Rotterdam or anything. So, and I love it over there. So I would. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the coming in the coming you know year. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I was there, actually, I was. Oh, I'm spacing on the name of the club. Paradiso? Yep. That's that's one of the most uh, 
pretty venues we have. It's in Amsterdam. It's like the, it's an old church. Yeah, I was playing with Melissa Etheridge, and we played there, and that was probably man, twenty twelve or thirteen or something. Oh, that was the last time you were there. Yeah, which is weird because there was a decade where I was in Europe like all the time. All the time, yeah. Dude, like so much has changed. Like everyone's using smartphones and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's that's the way like you know touring works. The, the last five years, I was on the road a lot. All of a sudden, also with you know with Fink and a lot a lot of shows abroad. And then yeah, you know the last. Well, obviously, last two years, not so much, but um, right, right. It's it's just it kind of comes and goes in waves. It's yeah. uh, it's it's such a weird uh, way of going about life, but I, you know, I'm still not bored of it. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. It's it was really awesome to meet you, man. Yeah. I'm I'm uh, I wanted to say I'm, I'm honored you asked me for for this. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, you know, talking to you. Uh, and you're you know you're a fucking legend, dude. So it's uh yeah, that's is all mine. I'm humbled. Uh, thanks so much. Oh, thanks so thanks, much, man. You you insp you're you're inspiring to me, man. And the other end of this thing, man. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. Likewise, and uh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna save a date in my uh, agenda for for that real life beer. Right on, dude. Yeah, man. All right, Nikki. well, speak soon, and uh, have a have a good day there, man. All right, man. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Bye. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Bye bye.